thank you for a thousand tongues to sing our great Redeemer's praise. Our own tongue just isn't sufficient. Lord, you are so great. Praise your name. We have another church family time this morning with a dedication of a young one. We'll ask Dan and Amanda and your family, Elijah, and you all to come up here at this time. We'll probably stand right here. And this includes the whole church family. And uh, But in particular, the immediate family here will be standing with Dan and Amanda and Elijah this morning. As they determine where they will be standing. I'm going to read this morning from Psalm 127, some excerpts from it. It says there in Psalm 127, Except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build it. Lo, children are an heritage of the Lord, and the fruit of the womb is his reward. As arrows in the hand of a mighty man, so are children of the youth. Happy is the man that has his quiver full of them. So children truly are a blessing from the Lord. Elijah is truly a blessing from the Lord. And Dan and Amanda and their family, but particularly Dan and Amanda here, have come to dedicate Elijah to the Lord this morning. You know, even Joseph and Mary dedicated Jesus. It says in Luke 2, verse 22, they, and that's speaking of Joseph and Mary, brought him, that's Jesus, to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. And that's what uh, Dan and Amanda are doing this morning. They're good, presenting, dedicating Elijah to the Lord. Dedication meaning to set apart, to consecrate unto God. And... Uh, I do have a few questions here to ask, first of Dan and Amanda, and that one is this, Dan and Amanda, do you pledge to bring up Elijah in the fear and nurture of the Lord, to pray for him, to instruct him in the word, and to be godly examples to him? What's your answer? Yes. And then I also have one for the rest of the family, question. And that's, do you pledge to make prayerful intercession for Dan and Amanda and Elijah uh, and to be spiritual supporters and exhorters and encouragers to all three of them? What's your answer? You know, I know the answer to these questions before you say them, but, it's, but see, we speak them forth. But I also have one for the rest of the congregation. And I'm asking you all, a church family here, if you also will pledge to encourage, direct the parents and child in the ways of the Lord as part of the family of Jesus Christ, what is your answer? We don't see Dan and Amanda and Elijah 
every Sunday, but we see them on occasion in our lives touch, you know. And uh, so we pledge to do that to Dan and Amanda and Elijah. And now we're going to, I got a microphone here and it is turned on even though the light isn't on. It is, and we're gonna, going to, I'm going to have one of you anoint Elijah and uh, Dan, maybe I'll have you anoint Elijah with oil, which represents the Holy Spirit. In the name of the Father, <laughs> and the Son, <laughs> and the Holy Spirit. <laughs> okay, you can go ahead. Father, I just, I just bless you for your goodness in this family here, and Dan and Amanda. And your blessings give them strength to lead their son and to be strong in you. And I bless you, Elijah William Newhart, in the name of Jesus Christ forever. Amen. 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 And we agree. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. These are Elijah's two grandpas. This is William. Hallelujah. You may be seated. God bless you. Amen. This time, I'll ask Gus, Gus Shogren, if you'll come up. Gus is going to receive our morning tithes and offerings and also give a, a later on, he's going to have some pictures and such of his summer, but right now he's going to give us a word about the summer there. That well, when I was in Kenya, they taught me to say jambo, which means hello. It's good to be back. They also taught me to say bambo, sawa, sawa, which means everything is okay. And it's good to know that everything is okay because, as they say in, in Swahili, Yesu, Yesu, niobendo, because God is love, and love heals. And there is power in the name of Jesus. Wherever we go in this world and we proclaim Jesus, you know, things begin to happen. And if we'll believe that God's word is true, and we'll take that step of faith and ask God to confirm his word, you know, sometimes he does in miraculous ways. I remember this summer, they brought me to a house. They said, we want you to pray for a lady that was born deaf. And I thought, well, that's a stretch of my faith because I've never seen God heal someone who was born deaf, at least when I prayed for him. And I put my fingers in her ears and I began to pray. And I took my fingers out and I sat down and my ears began to pop and my ears began to crackle. And there was four other people on that team that were with me. And there was a black pastor that was there. And I said, my ears are popping. They said, mine are too. I said, you know, God is healing her. Finally, I said, sing a song. And they began to sing a song in Swahili. And you should have seen the look on her face. 
And if that was the only thing that happened while I was there, it was worth the trip. Hallelujah. I remember one morning, it was almost the last day that we were there. The crusade was over. The pastor's conference was over. And we were going to stop at an orphanage that day. But in prayer that morning, the Lord had given me a little vision of us praying for line after line of kids. And the Lord said to me, if you will proclaim the gospel to them, and if you'll tell them that when you, they get prayed for, Jesus will heal them. The Lord said to me, I'll heal them all. And so when we got there, I wasn't sure what was going to happen, and neither did anybody else. It was a Catholic orphanage. And so we told the sisters, we want to pray for the kids. We want to anoint them. You know, that's something the priest normally does. But it is scripture. And she has permission to do it. We preached the gospel to those kids. And there was a bunch of them. After we were all done praying for everybody, I said to the nun, I said, that girl that can't open her hand, I said, we want to pray for her again. And so we went over to pray for her. And she was standing there with her hand open like this. And we began to talk to her. And she answered us. And we talked to the nun afterwards. The nun wasn't so impressed that her hand had opened. She was more impressed that that girl had talked because she said she doesn't talk. So I really don't know what God did that day. But I believe that God touched every one of those children and that healing took place in their lives. Kids that have been traumatized and really you don't know what happened to them, but most of those kids, both parents died of AIDS. And probably all those kids tested positive for AIDS. And I believe that God did something in their lives. And I believe that God healed them. So, praise the Lord. And I don't really want to share. I'd love to share about everything that happened. And maybe I'll get another chance. But I, I want to take the offering this morning. And I keep seeing that girl with that withered hand that wouldn't open. And sometimes we're like that when we go to God. And it's time to give. You know, we want to hang on to our money. 
I know that I was that way. The Bible says that God blesses and God loves a cheerful giver. So we just want you to open up your hearts today and do what God is calling you to do. You know, God says, prove me in this. If you bring all the tithes into the storehouse, if I will not open the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing that you cannot receive. The Bible says it's more blessed to give than to receive. And you know, the more we give, the more we receive in every way. Whatever we give comes back to us. If we give love, then God pours out his love on us. If we help people, God sends angels to help us. I believe that. Whatever we're willing to share, God is willing to outdo us in every way. And so we would just like the ushers to come forward this morning. We want to pray for the offer. So just ask the Lord, what should I give today? And sometimes, you know, it's only the Spirit of God that can give us that joy when we give. And we just ask the Lord to pour out a blessing of joy on, on this congregation this morning as you give. Hallelujah. Father, we just lift up this offering today. And we thank you, Lord, that it is more than enough. We thank you, Lord, that the bills are met. And we thank you, Lord, that our needs are met as a congregation. And I'm talking about light bills, and I'm talking about car payments, and I'm talking about all those needs that your kids have when they go back to school. And Lord, we just thank you that you are a God who is more than enough, who is willing to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we think or ask, because you are a big God. We thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen. You may take the offer. Hallelujah. So I just want to thank you for that opportunity to share. I even got to see Simba. You know, when I was a kid, I used to read Tarzan books. I read them because they were the only books in the house. We read every book in the house, every book in the library. I went to a little country school, and there wasn't many books. We read them all. And I got to see Simba. Simba is a lion. The only one I didn't get to see was Ndobu, who was the elephant. He was hiding in the jungle somewhere. We never found him. But praise God. Hallelujah. I just thank God, you know, that his word is true, that if we'll seek God with all our heart, he has promised in his word to give us the desires of our hearts. And I always wanted to go to Africa. You know, there was an 80-year-old woman that went to Africa with us. And it was always the desire of her heart to go and minister the gospel in Africa to the children. And you know, she went with us. God fulfilled her dream. She said goodbye to the people, you know, with tears in her eyes. She said, I'm probably not coming back, but I'll see you in heaven. Oh, hallelujah. So praise the Lord. Yes, and we will have you share more. And Gus said that there's some pictures coming too.
that we can see with him as he shares with us. And uh, we're going to have some prayer in a little bit for Alan and Jenny and also Lynn. Uh, is John, I saw Lorraine here. John is here too. Okay, we're going to have prayer for you too in a little bit. Let's get into the word just a little bit here first. And we're talking about being in his service and in his keeping. Hallelujah. Is there a setting on that thing that has a little stronger light up here? Somebody could work on that. Uh, I do have my glasses along, but that helps. You know, last Sunday I came, we had been gone for a few weeks. Uh, had a study focus time and then some vacation time. And I can't tell you what a blessing. I don't know if I can express what a blessing it was to me last Sunday to come here. And, you know, we've been talking for many years about how every believer is a minister. And uh, that's just what I saw all over the place, you know, all the way from the those leading praise and worship to those in the prayer room before the ushers, greeters, uh, the ministers that were up here, the young people that had been to Jamaica. Uh, we had, well, this morning we heard from Gus. And, you know, the truth, and in the afterwards in the fellowship hall, those with the meal. You know, that's a ministry also. And everything else in between. Such a blessing. I just my heart was just overflowing uh with that. You know, every believer a mission, a minister. Uh we had, had the Sharons had just uh gone to Dearborn, Michigan to minister to the Muslims as well. But you know, every one of us is a minister in the power of the Holy Spirit in ourself we're nothing but in him that power is there to be his minister to be channels for that word to flow through this morning we're going to Romans 10 in verse 13 starting Romans 10 verse 13 says for whoever Say that word. Whoever. Who does that leave out? Nobody. It leaves out no one. Whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Calling on the name of the Lord. Calling on Him. We call to God no matter what our situation no matter what our desperation, no matter where we are. We call on the name of the Lord and he hears us and it opens the door for him to move in our lives. You remember that program used to be on TV, Touched by an Angel? Anybody ever see that? Yeah, I'm not sure if it's still on or not. I mean, reruns or whatever. You probably get it somewhere, somehow. These days you can get about anything you want over the Internet and such. But I remember in those programs there were some pretty rough situations and people went through a lot of things. You think, this is hopeless. 
totally hopeless. But every time when they called on the name of the Lord, when they would call on the Lord, it opened the door, and here came forth the working of God. And, of course, that program was the angels there that we saw mainly. And, yes, there are angels. There's angels right here. Uh, we can sense the touch of angels' wings often or the, their, their, their presence. They're here with us right now. The Holy Spirit, Jesus is here with us. When two or more of you are gathered in my name, he's there. And this is the, the way we can know that whoever calls on the name of the Lord, it says here, shall be saved. You know, in Hebrew thought, and Hellenistic thought too, I guess, as I was reading about this, I mean, the time that this was written, a name, you know, it's a term by which a person or a thing is called, but it's much more than that as they see it. It's, it's who they are. Names are very important. Who they are. It implies such things as rank and authority and the dimensions of what they really are. You know, when Moses was before God at the burning bush, he says, who are you? Who are you, Lord? He wanted to know what kind of a Lord, what kind of God, who was this? And God said, I am that I am. And you know, the Lord is saying this morning that to you, he is what you need today. He is everything. He is everything. In his name, you know, we sometimes talk about what we call redemptive names of God, like Jehovah Sitkinu, Lord our righteousness. I mean, he's the one that makes us right. We cannot make ourselves right. We call upon the name of the Lord and you'll be saved. Probably the, one of the hard aspects of what that is is from our sin, from sin and sins, forgiveness. We'll be saved. But you know, he is to us what we need now. I am that I am, he says to us. I remember that old song, not so old, but Becky Bontrager wrote a song, You're My Provider. You're my provider. My victory and my peace. You are my shepherd and my righteousness. My all in all, my healer, Jehovah God to me, Redeemer unchanging who was is and shall be is whatever we need when we need it I'll try to bring that up an octave I'll let you sing with me okay <laughs>
You're my provider, my victory and my peace. You are my shepherd and my righteousness, my all in all, my healer. Jehovah God to me, Redeemer unchanging, who was, is, and shall be. Whatever my need is, he fulfills it. He's my Savior. When I call upon the name of the Lord, I shall be saved. Yeah, that means salvation for eternal life, salvation from sin, but a whole bunch more. Anything where I have a need. He is my Savior. You know, he's my shepherd. We say that in there at Jehovah Nissi, I believe. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He's my shepherd. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in right paths for his name's sake. Even when I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I won't fear evil, for he's with me, his rod and his staff that comfort me. He prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemies, anoints my head with oil, and my cup. It runs over. Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life, and I'll dwell in his house forever. The Savior, the Savior, the Savior. That word saved there in verse 13, it's that word sozo we've talked about before. In the Strong's Concordance there, says that, that word is to save, to heal, to cure, to preserve, to keep safe and sound, rescue from danger or destruction, deliver. Then the word wealth in my Bible, it also adds this, sozo is to save from physical death by healing and from spiritual death by forgiving sin and its effects. This word in primitive cultures is translated simply to give new life and to cause to have a new heart. Elijah is a new heart. And one day he will have a new heart while he's in the Lord now. But when he comes to that place, see, that's what we believe today as we dedicate him to the Lord, that one day he's going to come to that place where he personally himself and we declare it today with you dan and amanda that that day is coming he's going to confess jesus christ he's going to come to he's going to call on the name of the lord amen he will we believe it we're standing in faith with you for that along with your family hallelujah hallelujah New life, caused to have a new heart, a new heart. 
So this is salvation. This is all what's there for us. It's there in so many aspects. There's a man named Nathaniel Van Cleve. I'm going to read something that he wrote here. He says, the word sozo, heal, save, make, well, or whole, appears in chapter, and I'm, this is from Luke chapter 8 he's referring to, offering Luke's unique perspective as physician. A full range of encounters appears manifesting Jesus' healing power, his saving power. Number one, the gathering delivered from the demoniac powers, the demon powers dominating him, is healed. That word sozo is used, translated there. Freed of all evil powers that controlled his mind and physical actions. And number two, the woman with the issue of blood. Again from Luke 8. She touches the hem of Jesus' garment and Jesus said, Your faith has made you well. Once again, that same word, saved or sozo. And in verse 50, after being told the little girl is dead, Jesus declared, Only believe and she will be made sozo, well. And in verse 12, as Jesus explains the parable of the sower and the word saved is used for the one's restored relationship with God through faith. Luke's precise account offers a complete picture of a Savior's concern to restore every part of a person's life. Every part. There's no part you have today that he cannot be Lord and Savior. You know what? That's something too important. The Lordship of Christ. Whosoever shall call in the name of the Lord, is he Lord of your life today? Is he Lord of every part today? Is he Lord of every part today? Very good question, important question. We need to ask ourselves that. Again today, Lord, we say Lord... You know, parts that have getting, get us into stress and areas that are real high on the problem list in our lives currently or something, or is he Lord? Have we taken over? Have we taken the Lordship? Have we taken the control? More than likely. So then give it back to him, that Lordship. The Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Give him the Lordship in your life, over that area. So he can save Sozo. So Luke's precise account offers a complete picture, Van Cleve says, of the Savior's concern to restore every part of man's life. A, our relationship with God the Father. B, our broken personalities and bondages. C, our physical health. D, ultimately, our rescue from death itself at the resurrection. Jesus Christ is the Savior of the whole person. Hallelujah. The whole person. The whole person. Praise God. 
Let's go to Romans 10, verse 14. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him on whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? Here's another note in my Bible. It says, this word preacher does not mean we must enter public ministry to preach the gospel. Quote, preach. The Greek word here used for preacher means one who heralds, proclaims, or publishes. Clearly, every believer is assigned a personal pulpit, whether it's in the home, the community, the office, and the school from which you to show and tell others the good news. Every believer, a minister, a proclaimer, a teller, to tell the good news, the good news of Jesus, that he's Savior of all, and whoever will call on his name will be saved. And we can give testimony of where we have been saved. Amen? And you are lights. You are lights. You are lights shining in the midst of the darkness. And we've seen the darkness, haven't we? Oh, there's darkness, but you're lights. We're lights. Jesus said it. Ye are the light of the world. A city on a hill that cannot be hid. The light, the light, the light. Hallelujah. And then it goes on, it says, And how shall they preach unless they are sent? How shall they preach unless they're sent? That word sent there, it's the Greek word apostolo. It means to commission, to set apart for a special service, to send a message by someone, to send out with a mission to fulfill. Equip and dispatch one with the full backing and authority of the sender. And see, that's what we do here at TCC, is we, we do that for every person. Because we believe every person is a proclaimer, is a minister of the word. And then sometimes we have special missions or things that we do, like we sent forth a Jamaican team, sent forth Adam and Vicky like to Dearborn and we sent forth Gus to Mexico and Kenya and so forth uh, but the Lord has had us as a church to take a step up you might say or whatever with our focus on spiritual covering and prayer spiritual covering slash prayer for people that are on particular special assignments that have asked for it. We've done this with uh, the Dudleys and with the ministry that they're involved with there. We've actually done it with Dave and Ilona in the role there as mayor. We've uh, done it with Dale and Karen Smith, although we still have to have them up front here Dale and Karen some time to pray over them. I don't see them here this morning. I don't believe. Actually, Dave Duell, Andy and I met with Dave Duell last week, and he... I don't know if some of you were here that night, we were standing right here, and he had a word from the Lord, this is my home church. 
And so I wanted to ask him, what is that? <laughs> and what do you talk, what was the Lord saying when you said? And basically as he shared what his heart was with that was like spiritual covering. And so what we're doing specifically right now is actually Becky Stodola is kind of a resource person as far as gathering info for special prayer and we use that like on Sunday morning pre-service prayer, Wednesday prayer. But we were just talking about this morning. We need to find other ways to get that info out to others so you can specifically be praying for folks when we get the prayer information, the needs, when they're out there on these special missions. But you see, it all fits in right with this, what we're saying here about being sent. But then also when you send, you cover people. I know Adam and Vicki who aren't here today, but they have told me they would absolutely not go out on a mission trip without spiritual covering. Just plain flat out wouldn't go if they didn't have a spiritual cover. I'm going to read this again, this word sent. Let's just read now the word first here. It says verse 15 and how shall they preach or proclaim unless they're sent and see I'm, see we're talking about sp sp special particular missions here in our situation but you know what what I'm saying also this morning we as a congregation we send you all we send you all we're all sent we're all sent as his ministers amen but unless you're sent, and that again, it means to commission, to set apart for a special service, send a message by someone, send out, you know, and sometimes it, it takes finances too, extra finances, and sometimes that's where we come in too. We can, can't all go sometimes, but we can be a part as you bring the funds together to send, to send out. It's not wasted money. It's not wasted money. Don't let the enemy play with your mind with that, like for mission trips and so forth. Hello? <laughs> you know? I mean, that's the truth. That's the truth. I, why do you say that? Well, because I had to deal with that. It was a few decades ago, I remember. I can remember someone coming here to our church actually Barry Schroeder it was and he says everybody should go on a mission trip sometime and he was talking about you know some other country or something and I just thought wow that doesn't sound right and, I, and one of the things was that cost too much money hello <laughs> hello I'll tell you, it's a good exercise in faith to believe for finances for for a trip. Like our team that went to Jamaica, for instance. And we've had that with Turkey a year or two before. But we're sent. We're sent. With the, it says, send out with a mission to fulfill, equip, and dispatch one with full backing and authority of the sender. And then here's... John 20 verse 21 and this is Jesus speaking after he rose from the dead he came into where the disciples were in the room and they were actually cowering in fear 
And he says, peace to you. He says, peace to you. You know what? Jesus is saying that to you this morning. He's saying, peace to you. Peace to you. Shalom. 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 And then he said, as the Father has sent, same word, sent me, I also send you. Jesus is saying, I am commissioning you. And we talk about a church sending us. But see, it's through the church, I guess, that Jesus does it, but it's really him. It's not Ten Strike Community Church. It's Jesus. It's him. It's him. Jesus said, so I send you. I commission you. I set you apart for a special service to bring forth a message to send you forth with a mission to fulfill and I would equip you and dispatch you with the full backing and authority that is mine. Wow. That's what Jesus is saying to me and that's what he's saying to you (laughs) and you. Hallelujah. Oh. I think there's still a sign on the door there. It says, you're now entering the mission field as we go out our door. It's all over. The mission field is all over. Amen? It's wherever we go. That's the mission field. It's all over the place. But then it goes on. It says, verse 15, And how shall they preach unless they're sent? As is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace and who bring glad tidings of good things. That's what this gospel is. It's glad tidings of good things. And how beautiful are the feet. It reminds me of the scripture in Ephesians chapter 6 verse 15. It says, and having shod, this is talking actually about spiritual warfare, and penetrating the realm of darkness, the kingdom of darkness. And that's really what we're doing because we don't fight against flesh and blood, but against powers and principalities of the unseen realm. But there in verse 15, it says, and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. The revised standard version there says, with the equipment of the gospel of peace. Readying ourselves, having readied ourselves with this gospel, with this good news. Uh, There's a footnote in my Bible there that says preparation. That word preparation refers to that which is already accomplished and ready. It's already done. This salvation has already been wrought through Jesus Christ and his redemptive work. And now we get the privilege of being heralds of that, of bringing it forth to wherever, whether it's next door or it's in Africa or Mexico or Jamaica or wherever. We have that privilege. And that equipment is there, being equipped. We have the opportunities. We come together on Sundays together. 
to be equipped to, to be encouraged, to be stirred. I would remind you in the bulletin that shows about this fall now and Wednesday night, midweek services. Avail yourself to that, to that equipping wherever possible. Wherever it can work for you, avail yourself. The Light to the Nation School of Ministry also, there's information in there for even further equipping. Pastor Dean Patra was coming into place of leadership in that school this fall as well. And he'll be sharing some more about that too in the future, but that starts, I think, the week of the 23rd. But anyway, the info is in the bulletin, opportunities for equipping. This morning, we're going to have specific prayers of congregation for some folks. The, this first one I'm going to mention, I got real mixed feelings about. <laughs> Alan and Ginny, over 30 years, they've been a part here of this congregation and very special friends. I just had a memory. We've got some memories with Alan and Ginny. <laughs> I remember one time, this must, we must have been a lot younger or something. I remember it was like, I don't know how cold it was, 30 below zero with a wind chill of, it's, back then it was like a 80, 100 below zero or something. And Alan, Jenny, and me and Joyce, we wanted to go out to eat. And uh, they came over, and I think, I don't know if we brought our kids over to mom and dad. And mom's, mom says, are you sure you should be going out tonight? <laughs> you kids, you youngins, you know. You remember that night? Ah. Yeah, it was Bonanza. Was it Bonanza? But, uh, I can remember sitting there. We were by a window. On a, it was cold even inside the window. <laughs> I could feel the draft coming through the window. Hallelujah. But times, I remember times in Mexico. I remember the... What do you call it, the Jericho March or whatever? We could not get across the border. We were there for a day and a half. Could not get across this border. We were stuck. Had the school bus. We weren't supposed to go into Mexico with a school bus, I guess. And it actually took, we believe, and our leader of our, the, this this Jill Plager, she, she said that was an angel that came in there and got us through Angel in a uniform. We tried to find him afterwards. Went inside, outside the building, all over, and we can find him. Experiences in the Lord, and with Alan Jenny, a heart to serve the Lord. Permissions, and particularly the persecuted church and missions areas, supporters and for folks in missions through the years down in Mexico, like with Clark Barnard and, and uh, then also at, in the, at the Amazon. And well now, Robert and Tiffany, their son and daughter and grandkids, they also, by the way, got involved, became involved in missions, but now are in Fergus Falls. And Alan and Jenny are gonna be moving there soon, not very long from now. And so we're going to have prayer for them as they go, as you know, under 
that spiritual covering. We're going to send you forth there to Fergus Falls for this next season in your life. And it's going to be a blessed season. We proclaim that over you. But then also, there's a lady sitting over here that you do not know as well. Her name is Lynn Cumming. And uh, she is a missionary. She's, she is on, has been on missions to Mexico, Haiti. I'm not sure where all they have been. But uh, we were, we've, she's been here before on Wednesday evenings uh, in our service. But uh, Wednesday we met with her. And there was a linking there in the spirit with Lynn, she's coming to a new season in her life. She's been taking care of her parents, or of her mother, who just passed away. She was 94 years old. So there's a new vista, a new chapter coming forth in Lynn's life. And she would like us as a congregation to be in a role of spiritual covering for her as she goes forth. She lives in near Scottsdale, or in Scottsdale. Arizona, right? And uh, then also we're going to ask John Tolo to come up here. We're going to pray for him. The Lord is, you may remember John from when Paul Anderson was with us. John shared a little bit there, and John has ministered through some reach out times in the area, particularly Cats Lake last year. And there's another reach out coming up here. Is it next spring? In November, okay. And so what I'd like to do is ask you to come forward now. We'll probably have you just stand up here because our cordless mic isn't working. And we'll have you, all of you come up here. And I'm going to ask anyone else that would like to come to stand with them, like behind them. If you would just get up right now, why don't you all stand? If we had Jimmy here, we'd have him playing now. Julie's gone. Does anybody else play a year or would like to? It's working now? Oh, good. Or Angie or someone play. Hallelujah. So, oh, praise God. I love you, brother and sister. <laughs> uh, yeah, say that. I say, <clears throat> oh, wait a second. Is this on? No, it's not. We've been up yeah, here go before ahead, sure. being sent, and we always so I'm not saying we won't be back, but I know we'll be back visiting. And, uh, yes. Is that coming through? Well, it is. I think it's on, isn't it? Oh, let's see. I don't know. Mystery. Yeah, we uh, <clears throat> we've been up here before being sent for since 1997 when we went to Mexico, but this is definitely still our church like Steve said we started here in 1980 and uh, lots of memories and uh, 
Steve and Joyce and us has had several good experiences. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yes, and we're going to a church in Fergus Falls, a real uh, church similar to this one, non-denominational life church, uh, very mission-oriented as well. Fact is, they uh, support some of the same missionaries as we do. Clark Barnard being one of them, and uh, so we're still uh, connected. And we'll be back, and we'll probably be having a missionary along with us to share. Yes, yes. Amen. I'm gonna have Lynn. I'm gonna have you just kind of, in a nutshell, if you could share what this next. I travel on. On a healing team with two men. One's 85 years old, and the other one's about 56. And we are going to Haiti in three weeks. And we'll be doing, actually teaching and helping a couple hundred pastors that are coming in for this. Teaching them, going into inner healing issues in their lives, and then meeting with them one-on-one. We do this all over Mexico. We've actually been in most of the continents of the world, and God's just opening lots of doors for us, and I'm thankful for your prayers and to be a part of this and to feel covered by 10 Strike and all of you, and thank you for doing this for me and going with me, actually, in your prayers. Yeah, yeah. Amen. And John, I'll let you share about about that. Well, you know, uh, I was really blessed to hear the report from Africa and uh, it's very exciting because I have a report from Minnesota, and right now in communities all over this region, we've been traveling around. Uh, each time we go, we usually have between 70 and 100 young adults that go with us, and every community that we've been going to, we've been seeing uh, just the Lord raising up this generation. And uh, you know, the thing that's in my spirit is that we, uh, you know, we've been praying for revival. People have been praying for awakening but we are in revival now. Mm-hmm. We are in yeah. awakening right Amen. now. And we have, <clears throat> we have an opportunity to walk in it. Yeah. You know, it's, yes. it's, I was just reading a moment ago, um, Acts 2, where Peter gets up and he says, these uh, men are not drunk as you suppose because it's the ninth hour of the day. Yeah. And one of the things that's exciting is it's important for somebody to stand up and say what's actually going on, that they're not drunk as you suppose. They're filled with the Holy Spirit. And that uh, he's speaking about the prophet, the promise uh, in Joel where he says that your sons and daughters will prophesy. And we're seeing it in a dramatic way. We just had a tremendous time in two harbors with healings and people getting free. And uh, we're coming back uh, to this area in November. Um, uh, in a, right now we're preparing. We're just renting the Minneapolis Convention Center right now to have a big rally a week before the uh, marriage amendment to call uh, thousands of young adults together yes. to pray uh, for marriage. So it's an exciting yeah. time. Amen. Why don't you reach your hands out here toward them? I'm going to have Dave lead in prayer for John here. <coughs> and is this your This is uh, my lovely wife. Your wife. Okay. Son, your name is. All right. Good to meet you all. Father God, we pray for John and his lovely wife and family. <laughs> Father, we pray that you would continue to lead them, to guide them, direct them, empower them by your Holy Spirit. We pray, God, that your discernment would rest within them, Father, that they would be following after you in the exact footsteps that you have given them to follow. Father, we pray your blessing on them, 
Father, we pray your protection upon them. Father, as they go forth into the enemy's camp, hallelujah, they go in with victory and with your authority in the name of Jesus Christ. And we declare that there is no weapon formed against them that can succeed, prosper, or even make them blink their eyes. And Father, we just declare that their footsteps will be led by you, guided by you, directed by you. And Father, you're going to get the glory for all of the results. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you, Lord. Okay. Becky, I'm going to have you lead us in prayer for Lynn here this morning. Again, just raise your hands toward Lynn here now. Oh, Father, we just, we just praise you, Father, for the privilege it is to stand with your daughter, Lynn, Father, as the body of Christ. And we just thank you for the gift that she is to the body of Christ. And we now ask you, in the name of Jesus, to pave the way for continued service in the kingdom as she goes forth, Father, as she is sent. Thank you for her faithfulness, her obedience to go where you have called her to go. And we thank you, Father, for a fresh anointing this season as she enters into this new season, Lord God. We thank you, Father, for all the work, according to Philippians 1, verse 6. He who has begun a good work in you, Lynn, will complete it to the day of Jesus Christ. And we just give you praise now for the blood. We just apply that blood of Jesus in faith over Lynn and this team that she travels with, especially now with this upcoming trip to Haiti, that that blood is covering her, that Satan, you cannot cross that bloodline in the name of Jesus. No plague comes near them. No evil befalls their dwelling. We just declare and decree Psalm 91 over this entire team. And we thank you, Father, that you will give them specific instruction as they are led by the Holy Spirit of God. We just give you praise now, Father, for it. We thank you, Lord. We thank you for wisdom, wisdom, discernment, the gifts of the Holy Spirit in full operation on this trip. In Jesus' name, we give you praise, Lord. Amen, 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 amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We lift up Alan and Jenny before you, Lord. We send them forth into this new chapter, this new horizon, this new season, and we see them delighting themselves in you. And we see you giving them the desires of their heart. We see them committing their way unto you and you bringing it to pass. We see them trusting in you with all of their heart, not leaning to their own understanding, but in all of their ways acknowledging you and you directing their paths that they may be like that tree planted by the rivers of water that yields its fruit in this season of their life and their leaf will not wither and you will supply all bakashito ama sitoko every need that they have no worry no fear 
No worries. No fear here. And all that they do will be successful and prosper. We see that, Lord. We just are thankful that they can be there with Robert and Tiffany and the grandkids. Thank you for the, for Ellen and Jenny. Thank you for their impartation into this church. All that it has meant to us, to me personally, to Joyce and I, what they have meant to us, but then to this church as well, Lord. We thank you for it now in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You know, that song comes back to me that we sang earlier. Why don't we sing that again and just pray it over them, but we can receive it all again for ourselves, that whatever the need, you know, he's our provider. So maybe you could start it for us, Angie. Where's that mic? Am I putting you on the spot or what? Huh? <laughs> You're my provider, my victory and my peace. You are my shepherd and my righteousness, my all in all, my Hallelujah. Praise God. <laughs> okay. I just, want you to, I just want you to know that I received my first Social Security check yesterday, or just the other day. <laughs> so you young people keep working. <laughs> <clears throat> I saved you a little money by taking it a couple of years earlier, early, so <laughs> God bless you. God bless you. Amen. I will welcome you to come to the altar for a prayer. If you would like prayer, I'd like to ask altar ministers to come forth for prayer, to pray. And God bless your fellowship through the week. Amen. <clears throat>